I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Crazy day for me. Major life changes. Craziness. All good. I have to practice what I preach, and today's one of those days. Like, so much craziness in the world of my career uh, and I look forward to new opportunities and and just lots going on and, and I could perceive it as being stressful but as I talk about so frequently stress is a choice stress is a reaction the situation is not stressful it is our perception of the situation can we deal with it have we dealt with it before do we have the resources the coping resources necessary to get through it <laughs> didn't think i was starting that way I, I i if i could show you my notes my copious notes as my latin teacher anyone else anyone else take five years of latin that's a whole nother story. But my Latin teacher, who was also the philosophy teacher, one of the, well, no, the best high school teacher I had. Uh, used to always talk about copious notes. Uh, so I want to talk about exercising at your desk. I have contributed to so many articles about this, including very recently. And I just did a quick Google search of myself and the articles on exercising at your desk. And, and a handful came up really quickly and, they go way back. I grabbed one from 2014 all the way up till today. They predate 2014 as well. But this is a common topic that I am asked about by writers uh, during interviews, TV segments, and things like that because it's obviously a huge part of our life now. We're sitting. And actually, I moved into a new studio and I've yet to get my standing desk I had a standing desk in my prior previous studio and I'm sitting right now and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell the energy difference, but I don't know if it's more or less. It kind of feels more right now. But yeah, it's 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 a huge part of our life. The statistics are insane and just getting worse. They're not going to get better. It's so easy to get depressed potentially in my business if you care, right? So according to the latest some of the latest federal research done by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, one in four Americans sits for, drumroll please, more than eight hours a day. And when you look at the research, it's anywhere from eight to 15 hours a day. And I have been so fortunate, yes, I have sacrificed a lot to avoid the jobs sitting at, a desk all day and I feel for those of you who have to and that's what this show is about is to help you right and I'm going to go through it all standing desks the stability ball exercising under your desk the strength and the cardio going to keep it hopefully to right around a half hour as I'm trying to do now but I have done separate podcasts on this so frequently and I'm going to hit all the major subject areas because we need to move I'm going to say that until the end of time. And this is a huge part of our lives now, the sitting. And it just doesn't, you know, it's not just relegated to the office. It's sitting on the couch. It's sitting in our cars. It's sitting on trains and planes. 
trains, planes, automobiles, you know, all of the above. It's insane. All right, that's why the statistic that blows my mind is the average American spends 93% of their time indoors and a huge chunk of that time is spent motionless. Not good, all right? I, I just, I think it's kind of, you know, fun. I looked back, as I said, and, and did a quick Google search. So I contributed to one of the uh, earlier articles, 10 Easy Ways to Sneak a Workout in at the Office. That was for Yahoo, uh, right, I think this was during the pandemic. Uh, Time Magazine, I, I contributed to an article, the, ten, uh, the Best Exercises, to sneak into your workday. And just uh, a week ago, not even, I contributed to an article for Bicycling Magazine, Cycling at Your Desk. Well, it's Cycling at Desk, the benefits you gain from biking at home. And the article is a little misleading, or the headline rather, because it's also about under desk pedaling apparatus, apparati, <laughs> apparatuses. Uh, and I'll talk about that a little more shortly. But yes, the, what's the new line thrown around pretty uh, cavalierly? Sitting is the new smoking. Well, yes and no, right? It's bad for us. <laughs> it's bad for us. We don't always need these comparisons, but it gets the point across pretty quickly that it's not good for us, right? It's really unhealthy. So in that regard, I completely agree. And as I said, one in four Americans sits for more than eight hours a day. And every time there's a negative statistic, <laughs> right? Because so much of it are self-reports. Uh, now we're getting better data with um, wearables and things like that. But it, it's more its more than that. And that's crazy and that's sad. So again, what I'm going to touch on is both cardio and strength. Because you can do both and you should do both, right? And one thing I will kind of parse apart at the end is because of the new world we live in, thanks to COVID... We have even more options because so many of you are working more and more at home, if not exclusively, uh, in a hybrid fashion, which gives you even more opportunity to sneak a workout in at the office. But I'll get to that in a second as well, all right? But I need to kind of make that differentiation, right? New world, sitting way more than ever, but we do often, many of us, many of you uh, have greater opportunity to Get the movement in. And, you know, it's not going to necessarily be a 60-minute workout unless you can. And many of you can. But I get ahead of myself. All right? But it's it's the micro-workouts. It's what my most recent book uh, is about, was about, and I wrote it before COVID. It just was perfectly timed uh, for these type of articles and for this discussion. But regardless of COVID... I've been doing the micro workouts for years. I also go to the gym. It's not one or the other. It's everything. I'm so tired of the social media charlatans. <laughs> cardio doesn't burn fat. I don't do any cardio and I look like this. Someone just sent me something. Does this person really only eat pizza and donuts? And the guy had a six pack. It's so, it's just gross. If you're my age, it's gross. It's so, it's just tedious. It's always been out there, but, you know, never uh, more than today <laughs> is the misinformation everywhere. All right, let's just start where we began, kind of, right? So when people started sitting for long periods of time, even uh, pre-pandemic and things like that, because, you know, that article 
um, 10 easy ways to sneak a workout in at the office was 2014 that I contributed to. Uh, it was that, it was the standing, or I'm sorry, it was the stability ball. Remember, even before the, the standing desk, it was the stability ball. So replace your chair with a stability ball. What was the rationale? Well, you're going to get a little movement, right? It's unstable. Not a huge difference. <laughs> and any of you office fans out there, uh, do you remember the scene uh, where, uh, you know, uh, where Dwight replaces his chair with a stability ball and Jim uh, pops it? But Dwight goes through <laughs> actually what could be like a social media's uh, influencers, you know, take on the benefits of the stability ball. Uh, pretty funny. But listen, something to it, right? Is it better than a chair? Sure. But actually, as I say that too, you know, then you run the risk of uh, bad posture and things like that. Are you going to get a little more muscle activation, a little greater caloric expenditure? Yeah, but wait till I tell you what the actual uh, numbers are. Um, I'll do that with the standing desk in a second. But yeah, it's a little better. And listen, if you are using one and you have a stability ball at your desk, which I've done, uh, what's great to do are the micro workouts with it, right? So every half hour or hour, you take that stability ball and you do some back stretches, you do some core exercises, you can do a whole full body workout with that ball. So if you do take a few minutes and use that ball, then it's a whole different discussion. And it goes to what I'm going to just hammer home that taking 30 seconds to three minutes to five minutes every so often at your desk is what it's all about. And the research supports that. I'm going to give you two studies. Okay. So stability ball. Awesome. Better. Yes. You know, better than a chair, different. It's a great start, but let's go to the, the numbers, right? Cause then standing desks came and I much prefer to stand and sit. I, you know, and, and when I stand, I move around like crazy. You know, that's the NEAT, the non-exercise activity thermogenesis we talk about. I am constantly hopping, not hopping, but shifting my weight. And that burns a lot of calories. My body doesn't like to be at rest ever. And even though they're small movements, those add up depending on how much you do throughout the day, fidgeting, standing, moving, hundreds and hundreds of extra calories. Okay, so that is one of the benefits of standing right? Is that you can move and you can do, you know, many different things, even with your upper body that you might not do while you were seated, even on a stability ball. But let me give you actually a third study. I'll give you two more, but this one is specifically about a standing desk, essentially. Uh, and this was in the Journal of Physical Activity and Health, 2016, June, energy expenditure during acute periods of sitting, standing, and walking. Uh, here's the background from the study. Identifying strategies to increase energy expenditure may help combat the harmful effects of sedentary behavior. Okay, this, uh, this study examined energy expenditure during sitting, standing, and walking. Here's the conclusion. <laughs> Here are the numbers, people. I'm about the numbers, even though so many quote-unquote experts are going to tell you it's not about calories in and it's not as simple as numbers. There's some pretty straightforward math uh, and this is coming from someone who really dislikes math. Um, conclusion, substituting periods of sitting with standing may not affect energy expenditure. 
Thus, the potential benefits of standing as opposed to sitting need further investigation beyond the role of energy expenditure. While sitting, here's the great numbers, people. Ready? While sitting, study subjects burned 80 calories an hour. While standing, about 88. <laughs> Eight calories more. Now, obviously, plus or minus, if you're someone like me, you're going to burn a heck of a lot more because I'm moving. I'm not just standing there, but many people are. Okay, but eight. Eight, is that better? It's like stability ball to chair, better. <laughs> uh, chair or stability ball to standing, better. But what many of the other studies looked at is it's the movement people. So in other words, it's the getting up and down. So if you have a chair or stability ball or standing desk even, you want to go up and down. Harder to do when you're already standing. You could do squats and I'll talk about that. But at the end of all this, it keeps coming back to movement, right? And so, again, chair good, stability ball a little better, standing desk a little better, right? And that's where we start from and we start to progress, right? But we need to move up and down. All right. <sighs> then we went to what? I'm going to come back to this, but like walking desks. Now, now, that's a problem for many people, right? Because... I sweat the moment I start to exercise. So sweating is a huge part of this for, for people like me and others, right? That's why a lot of people can't exercise during the day. And for men, it's sweating like craziness. For women, oftentimes, I used to have the clients who didn't want to do their hair, right? It's a whole production. Uh, many of the celebrities and stuff like that, that's one of the reasons you work out in the morning, regardless of who you are. But sweating is one of the barriers to exercising throughout the day. It goes for everything. Walking stairs, running stairs is I'm going to give you, you know, one of the one of the ways to work cardio into your day. If I do two flights of stairs, I'm sweating, right? So that's something to think about. And that's where it's personalized. That's why I say this whole fitness journey, the whole food journey is a journey for you. It's your personalized journey to figure out what works for you, which is why I'm going to give you all of this information and you figure out what works for you. All right. Uh, walking desks though, really popular, you know, and you can get these relatively inexpensive ones. Um, that's a great option for many people. And so much of this not only depends on things like whether or not you can and want to sweat throughout the day, but it's also the type of work you do, right? Certain people are doing things that won't, allow them to walk. And that could be as simple as reading, right? And writing and things like that. So depends on what you're doing. There's different ways to consume um, content if you're doing that. So if you like, if your job, you know, entails, you know, something that you can listen to on headphones and things like that, and it doesn't matter, yes, then a walking desk might be for you. The whole goal as I go through these options is to keep you moving, right? So walking desks, again, uh, you can get non-powered ones, super inexpensive relative to a, a traditional uh, treadmill. If you have a treadmill at home and you work out at home, getting ahead of myself, but that's an option, right? That's an option. So the task you are doing, the place you are doing it, uh, whether or not you you know want to sweat and things like that, all of these factors come into play, okay? Let me jump to this cycling at the desk article I just contributed to. It's basically two parts. So the first was, you know, if you go to an office and you're a, a cyclist, you know, can you get one of those? It's so funny that this came up. Uh, I'm not going to give you the brand name. There's one specific one that is sold like crazy. And it's this little thing 
with little pedals on it. You put it under your desk or wherever in front of your couch and you pedal. And I remember thinking, I get it. I've been in this industry long enough to go, "Mm, okay. But then friend of mine, guy I know, crazy type A fitness person told me he bought one of these, the, the very same one, and literally screwed it under his desk to the floor. Because he's got to go into the city and he's got to work at this, um, in, his, in the office at this desk. And he has some crazy number he hits. I want to say like 35,000 revolutions per day or something. But it surprised me that someone who is as fit and as just like, I'd argue he's, he's crazy about fitness, a little too much, uh, call it what it is. But that he would use something that many people in his, you know, uh, of, of his personality type wouldn't even look at twice. But his whole thing, what I loved is he knew he couldn't get up from that desk as often as he wanted to. And so he was going to do whatever he could to keep his blood flowing, to keep moving. As small as that, as that movement might be, that's it, people. Excessive moderation, blue zones, gardening, walking, So that is a consideration. So for this bicycling um, article, I talked about that and weighed in on that. And then like, you know, the hardcore cyclists who can work at home, then we were talking about like setting up that bike workstation. And so cyclists know what I'm talking about. You're gonna take your bike, you're gonna take off the back wheel or put it on a trainer, some kind of trainer at home. So many amazing options now. Uh, And then you can literally set up screens. I've done this and do this still. Uh, especially when I train for the Ironman, I'll have my computer screen running a thing like Zwift or some kind of program like that. And so I'm, I'm doing a workout and watching that uh, and the metrics and all those kind of things. And then I'll have my computer screen. And I did this when I was uh, taking certain online classes um, that I could watch and that I didn't have to turn my camera on for. It was perfect. And so some of these classes were two hours long and I would get my two hour list workout in. Low intensity, steady state. And it made the time go by faster. There's a lot of research that I've talked about and will continue to talk about into like cognition and memory and um, learning while we exercise. It's, It's a positive. You know, there's exercise priming where if you exercise before, certain type of events, uh, the exercise is helpful. And then yes, like moving and, and trying to take in information, helpful. Research is, is really starting to, to grow into the, the benefits of that. So for that, that worked for me. I would never, and I did <laughs> take a class where someone, we had to turn, well, you didn't have to, but most of us turned on our cameras and there was someone who walked the entire time on a treadmill is really disconcerting because you got all these heads and you got one that's constantly moving just a little bit for two hours. I don't recommend that. Think of other people when you're <laughs> exercising at home. But two great options. If you're a walker, you got your walking desk if you want. You got your treadmill if you want, depending on what you're doing, right? If you're a cyclist and you know you have to go into the office, get that little thing, and get something in. Something is not only better than nothing, it's what we need to do. You can go to the gym an hour a day, two hours a day, seven days a week. If you then go and sit for eight hours a day, 
15 hours a day, research is showing that that two hours might not make a heck of a lot of difference. I disagree. Depends, right? That's where like, what are you doing? Strength training. But my point is you got to keep moving and little movement. You can't be going hard all the time. And so whatever you can do, whatever you enjoy doing, whatever your work allows you to do, do. All right, so let's now quickly, strength training versus cardio. So if you're at your desk, I have done, (laughs) uh, and one of these articles, which one was it? Uh, Best exercises to sneak into your workday, I think. The one for Time Magazine. I gave them a bunch of exercises in your chair. So if you're like, you know, in, in an office space where there's people around you, you can do subtle things in your chair that they might not even notice. And if you're someone who doesn't care or you have more privacy, even better, right? So I'm sitting in this chair right now. I'm going to lean back. and I'm going to lift my feet off the ground. I can do crunches, knee pulls, right? Basically, and they're lower ab crunches if you want to call them that. But sitting in your chair, leaning back and doing 10 reps, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, whatever it is of crunches, bringing your knees up to your chest. Then you can go side to side, bring your knees to one side and the other. That's oblique crunches, sitting in your chair. It's like you're sitting on a bench at the gym. Then you can use your chair, doing it as we speak, and do chair dips, straight arms, walk your feet away from the chair, and work the back of your arms. So many ways to exercise, and that's strength, right, in your chair. You can do uh, two of my other favorites. I'll leave you with this. Um, with these squats. And so if you're sitting, like, I'm going to do this. So if you're in an office where there's other people around, try to lift your butt off the chair and do an isometric hold, like a wall squat without a wall, right? So your butt just an inch off the chair, inch or two, half an inch, and just hold. Or do a couple up and down, 10 seconds, 10 reps, 30 seconds, squats, Stand up, sit down, like I uh, talked about at the beginning with the research into sitting versus standing desks. It's about the getting up and moving um, rather than being in one position. And actually, one of my favorite, favorite, favorites that I do without, you know, uh, without the desk are the single leg get-ups or squats, if you want to call them, whatever. So you're in your chair, get up without using the arms if you have them and with just one leg. So great at building one of the most important muscles that are getting so weak in all of us because of sitting all day long are glutes. So stand up and get back down using one leg and then alternate 10 reps, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, whatever you want to do right there. Squats, tricep dips. And by the way, I keep saying the last one, (laughs) how much I love my job and how many options there are. You can do push-ups off your desk. So incline push-ups, and you can do tricep dips off your desk as well. All right, so there you go. Just a couple options for strength, couple minutes that you can do. Then when it comes to cardio, of course, again, depends on what you're comfortable doing in the your environment, but how many bodyweight workouts have I done and given you and will continue to give you? So... If you can, if you have a minute or two, and I'm going to get to the studies that support how valuable these minutes are, you can do jumping jacks, running in place. 
You can do burpees if you're that so inclined. I don't, I don't do burpees. Don't like them. <laughs> I'll do anything else if and when I can. Skaters marching in place. 30 seconds, 60 seconds, two minutes, whatever it is. And that's without leaving your desk. One other great option, if you're doing a lot of phone calls and things like that, headphones and walk around. Don't sit. And if you have the freedom to walk far, you know, around the building or around your house, keep moving. And then stop and then get back up. All options to keep you moving. And that's what it's all about. All right. Then I love doing planks and push-ups and things like that in my office. Back when I was in the other studio, I would walk into the studio and do either a set of push-ups or a plank. Couldn't start. Once the door opened and closed, that's what I did. It all adds up. Planks and push-ups in the office. Amazing. So many different ab exercises. I recommend, finally, if you have the ability, bring a couple pieces in to your office or to your home office, a mat, some dumbbells, and even some bands. And in my studio, because I've talked about how my only issue from high school as far as injuries go, football, shoulder, 1986, and so I've got my five-pound dumbbell in my studio that I use for my shoulder exercises, a mat and a dumbbell. You can add resistance bands and have all of these ready to go and bang out a minute, two minutes, five minutes, a couple times a day. All right, let's wrap it all up. Okay, two studies. Uh, 2002 issue of Sports Medicine uh, open and the study is the effects of accumulated versus continuous exercise on postprandial glycemia glycemia. Insulin and triglycerides in adults with or without diabetes, a systematic review and meta-analysis. Okay, they looked at, um, again, something I talk about all the time. Do you have to exercise for 30 minutes straight or can you do three 10-minute bouts? This study shows you can do three 10-minute bouts and they're looking at your glycemic, your your blood sugar after eating, postprandial, right? And their findings were that uh, performing five or more accumulated bouts of low to moderate exercise, ranging from one to six minutes each throughout the day, produced greater glucose control. So many people have an issue with that, many of you listening. Uh, In adults, uh, after meals, without diabetes, compared um, with a single extended bout of exercise. Okay, one one to six minutes, five or more throughout the day really good for blood sugar after you eat. And that's why I've talked about and will continue to postprandial walks. It's a really good idea, especially if you have issues. But for all of us, if you have to, um, you know, if you want to work walks into your day, love to do them in the morning. And then I love to throw in one more in the evening with the dogs after dinner. And there's research that shows it matters in so many different ways. Okay, uh, finally, study in the 2020 issue of the Journals of Gerontology Series A, Biological Sciences and Medical Sciences. Here's the study, metabolic effects of breaking, prolonged sitting with standing or light walking in older South Asians and white Europeans, a randomized acute study. They found what? That breaking up periods of sitting with five minutes of light walking every 30 minutes lowered post-meal insulin and blood pressure among older adults. Okay, takeaway. 
They've given you so many options. There's the stairs. There's walking outside if you have the option. It's about priorities, especially those of you who are now at home. It's harder at home, right? Because you got family and you've got other things to keep you working harder. So you have to make it a priority and you have to have a schedule and a plan. And if it's every hour, it's phenomenal. You don't have to go every half hour. It's better if you can, but many people can't. So every hour you're doing one to five minutes of something. At lunch, maybe you're doing a 10-minute walk. If you have more time at lunch, you're at home, you do have uh, fitness equipment, you get on the bike for a half hour, bang it out, get it done. It all adds up. We need to move. We need to keep the blood flowing. All right? That's it. (laughs) Get in a little cardio. Get in a little strength. I didn't even talk about flexibility, but stretching at your desk, so important. Just did the podcast on everything's pulling us forward. Gravity, sitting, it's so bad for everything, for our mental states, for our muscles, for our flexibility, and breaking it up matters. Set that watch, set the alarm for every hour. And if you're like the CEO of a company and you got people working for you, make everyone stop every hour for five minutes. The crazy thing is you're more productive when you break things up. Leave you with this horrible but (laughs) true analogy. It's like run walking. I have run my fastest races, run walking, breaking it up. Okay? My PR, the marathon, the small, tiny marathon, I I just fortuitously won because... (laughs) Only a couple good guys showed up and it wasn't their day. I ran, walked 26 miles, well, 25. I would run every mile and then stop and walk fast for 10 seconds. And at mile 25, volunteer said, you're in second place and the first place guy looks horrible. And I said, I'm going to take this walk out <laughs> with mile 24, two miles to go. And I ran as fast as I could by the guy and I won but I wouldn't have been able to if I hadn't have done those breaks. Breaks matter. Really matters when it comes to our health and sitting all day long. If this isn't yet another reason to embrace the micro-workouts. I, the micro-workout term is annoying even me, and it's the title of my most recent book, but it gets a point across. I've been doing sets of push-ups and planks and crunches throughout the day, at parties in college, right? You're just always doing something and the more the more active you are, the more active you will want to be. The healthier you become, the more you will enjoy the healthy things, foods, activities, everything. Enough. All right, Tom H. Fit. <laughs> Instagram, Tom H. Fit is Twitter. Reach out, questions, comments. Love, love to hear from you. Such great stuff. Oh, by the way, someone, you know you're starting to really get out there when someone just shared uh, the first fake Instagram account about me. <laughs> uh, they're like, this isn't you, is it? And I was like, nope. Uh, and I always look at that. It's a compliment, right? Uh, I did report it. Uh, fitnessdisrupted.com, teamholland.com are the websites. You can go there, email me through the site, learn more about what I'm doing. Uh, and thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm going to continue to bring you three shows a week. Uh, many new guests coming up, but I keep finding these great topics too, that I just need to bring you right away. More science, more stuff you can use. That's what it's about. Doesn't matter what the science is. If you're not, if you can't do it and you don't want to do it and there's not one way. 
And we're going to find the way for you. We're going to give you all of this information. You're going to try things. Some will work, some won't. And over time, more will work and you will find your plan. All right, enough. Remember, there's three things we all control. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our state of mind. And that is awesome. I'm Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist. Believe in yourself. And here is Jack LaLanne on my radio show a few years back. I hope that each and every one of you wonderful people that are listening to Tom's great show will do something for the most important person on this earth, you. 